up, everybody, and welcome to Tailgate Talks, powered by the nation. Today is October 16th, and we're doing a little different this week. We're recording in the a.m. It's 9.30, Monday morning. This is episode 201, so uh, instead of cold beers that we're drinking, uh, we got coffee and, and, and other beverages that are helping us get our day started here. So we'll see how this episode goes. A little different vibe in the morning, but uh, we've got a pretty bad loss to reco- uh, recover from, to uh, talk, to digest, as the Red Raiders lost to Kansas State over the weekend, and we've got to get prepared for BYU. While at this time, Monday morning, there's still some uncertainty with some things. We'll, we'll do our best to, to dive into that game this morning. But to catch everything we're doing here at Tailgate Talks throughout this football season into basketball season, you got to follow us. Follow us on Apple. Follow us on Spotify. Give us those five-star ratings, five stars for the Tailgate. If you listen to us on Apple, you can also leave us a review there. We always appreciate those. Also, follow our social media accounts. We are on Twitter at Tailgate underscore talks that's where we do most of our posting and interacting where we're posting during games and all that stuff so give us a follow there but we are also on instagram and facebook we also have a youtube channel uh going to be a little slow on the videos these last couple weeks uh, a lot of uh, going on with work and stuff like that so um so no videos this week but still give that youtube channel a follow as we'll post uh some video recaps and some prediction videos there for you guys uh and lastly if you have anything uh, that you want us to discuss on the tailgate any questions comments concerns you can always email us at tailgate talks pod at gmail.com so with all of that said let's go ahead and get into this week's episode we're gonna start this thing off right Well, Dustin, we had some momentum heading our way after wins over Houston, a big win on the road versus Baylor. We're starting to feel pretty good about ourselves, starting to get a positive outlook on the the last half of the season. The Kansas State Wildcats rolling the town, team that has dominated you over the last decade plus. And, well, that story doesn't change on Saturday night. The Kansas State Wildcats uh, beat you 38 to 21 thanks to their backup quarterback going absolutely off on you guys. Uh, Kansas State drops you to three and four on the season and now two and two in the Big 12 conference. Dustin, just what were your immediate thoughts on the loss on Saturday to the Kansas State Wildcats? Yeah, that was a pretty disappointing uh, game, just all around, all parties involved on the field uh-huh. and in the box and whatnot and <clears throat> got even worse. I mean, we were still in the game at halftime, but then it got even worse when Baron goes down, I guess yeah. you'd say, or doesn't come out. <laughs> Better way to say it. Yeah, um, he came out, but he was uh, in, I look like, sandals. <laughs> and I've was... heard head, I've heard shoulder, uh, could knees be and toes. all the above. <laughs> so, who knows? So then... Tried out freshman quarterback Jake Strong and pass a lot with him. That's yeah. something we'll discuss, I'm sure. Yep. Uh, but the defense couldn't stop yeah. their their team and their quarterback either. Like, So, like, this was the opposite of what we did last week at Baylor where all parties involved in our, our game, all three phases were 
great and amazing. All three parties this week were pretty average or below. Yeah. <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's important to, to discuss here because like, we'll obviously get into the offense and some of the frustrations with that, but like they can't be lost that the defense had its worst game of the yeah, season. I've, I saw some stuff on, you know, Twitter and Facebook of like blowing up the offense, but then some of those posts also said, I'm not blaming the defense. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, Your defense was pretty bad. Your defense was pretty bad. You had a chance where you had the lead and you you had him at third and long and they do a quarterback run and and nobody touches him. He goes 30 yards into the end zone. Oh, yeah. Like they were doing whatever they wanted to. Um. You know, we'll get into a little more of the defensive side of the ball later, but they gave up 272 on the ground. After you mm-hmm. gave up, what, 21 last week, you give up 272 on the ground. Like, Kent State was doing whatever they wanted yeah, to whatever. on offense on you. Uh, your special teams, like, I, I thought McNamara was all right. I thought your kicking game was all right because you didn't really need uh, Gino. Yeah. But I, I thought some of your special teams decisions on on taking it out of the end zone were kind of cost you some yardage. Uh, I think you you had a play where McNamara probably could have pinned him at the one yard line, but you had a player not paying attention and let you the guys ball. aren't paying attention to get the ball. Yeah, and the ball rolls into the end zone, so you had some definite field position things that went wrong with special teams. So, like yeah. you said, like offense is obviously going to be the the talking point, but I think it's important to mention the defense and special teams yeah. performances in that as well. But it, it, it indeed was frustrating offensively. Like I, I tweeted out in the first half that it felt very much like the Baylor game last year, and it kind of ended up being pretty yeah, close to that game. That's a good, yeah. Um, it, it had those vibes. Your offense really wasn't able to move the ball at the start of the game. You've kind of found some momentum there, got a couple touchdown drives. You're feeling decent about it at 17-14. It could have yeah. been much worse. Uh, and then, of course, Barron's out. And then after that, it was – you know, once we saw Jake Strong run out there, I, I didn't think we were going to win this game. He gave us some false no. hope with the nice drive there uh, <laughs> yeah. um, that got us the lead. And then after we got the 21-17 lead, Kent State ends up, you know, closing us out after that one. Yeah. So uh, a frustrating game. As we mentioned, Baron Morton goes down with an injury. Um, like Dustin said, head, shoulders, knees, toes, not really sure. A lot of different uh, things have been said about it. So. Um, I, I think it's still like his shoulder was hurt in the West Virginia game. And I think it's right. like he took some shots uh, in this game. And so I think like ultimately McGuire didn't feel good putting him out there uh, in the second half kind of because of that. Some of the shots, that's why people were also thinking head maybe. Yeah, concussion. concussion so yeah. we don't know. He also could have got concussed and landed on his shoulder at the same play. Uh, yeah. We don't know. <laughs> I mean, with a tech quarterback, it's possible. Um, but – but you know, before from here it's possible. Yeah, from here it's possible. Bear Morton, fourteen for twenty-one, was uh, had one hundred twenty-five yards passing and had a rushing TD on the on the TTU tush push. Um, yeah. Uh, before getting hurt, um, and then Jake Strong comes in. Jake Strong, sixteen to twenty-eight for one seventy-three, one touchdown and three interceptions. So, what did you think about Barron's performance before he got hurt? And then what did you think about Jake Strong's performance? Yeah, I thought Barron was fine to begin with. Um, I mean, still nothing was dazzling about our offense in that first half. Yeah. So you can't be like, oh, he had a good game, great game, whatnot. And, you know, kind of what we thought Kansas State was baiting us to throw it and wanted us to throw it more. And then yeah, once the second half came around, and it was fresh from Jake Strong, 
that of course they're going to pound the box and let you throw it like hope he messes up bring you some bring him some crazy looks like that in one-on-ones and hope he throws the ball like on fourth and three or whatever that play was and went down the sideline like yeah I didn't really expect that much different from Kansas State on the defensive side when they're we got a like I said a true freshman quarterback who's never started never even played yeah First, yet for us first and d1 so, snap <laughs> yeah <clears throat> so i didn't think kitley gave like i guess Kansas state also baited kitley into calling a lot of those pass plays because like we know kitley likes to take what's there and so the one-on-one coverage is there so that's why we threw 20 plus times and more with freshman jake strong than we did baron so that's kind of don't like that. Would rather just give it to Taj regardless and yeah. shove it up in there. I mean, Jake was fine. I'm not gonna get super critical on him with it being his first start, getting thrown in like that. But I mean, some of those throws, he was pretty. He was just airing it out. For yeah, it, there was that I mean, one that should have been picked that the guy dropped. That it was like not even close to. Well, and like the one over the middle, there was. There's yeah. a bad read. There's like three dudes there. He had an open t- Brooks underneath. And like I said, it's his first at live live action. Live bullets are flying. Gets a really good defense like usual. So, I don't know. I'm not going to criticize him that much. It's just disappointing yeah. Baron had to go out. Yeah, I don't want to criticize Jake either. Like, it is not a, a great situation to be in when your first no. start is against a a well-coached team like Kansas state yes. like that. That's not ideal for any, anybody, uh, especially oh. to make your first collegiate uh, plays. And so I, I'm not going to blame him too much. I think mm-hmm. my blame goes to Kitley and we'll get into that here pretty soon, but you know, ultimately, ultimately, yeah, you needed to feed Taj a little bit more, figure out ways to get him the ball. Um, I, I don't understand why we didn't try to try to, limit some of the passes it didn't make sense to me that that you know baron and and shuck in this offense it's it, we don't take shots down the field but all of a sudden jake strong comes in and it's just like <laughs> yeah deep bomb deep bomb deep bomb um you know and i i, I thought there was definitely some throws that he had that was like okay I, you can see it he had some zip on it the ball got there yeah. he had a couple nice place throws downfield yeah um and ultimately, you know, the, the, the option run with him was a, a, a brilliant call. And so I'll give Kitley kudos for that. But, um, you know, a tough position to be in, especially uh, uh, for him. And so not going to harp on him too much. Uh, let's get into one of the positive offensive performances. That was Taj Brooks. He had nine, 17 carries, 98 yards, two yards short of keeping his 100-yard streak going, which is just like frustrating me because he could have gotten one or two more carries and broke that easily. Uh, so it was kind of frustrating because he's been dominating on that, but still 98 yards, a touchdown, uh, had the big run there right before half that got you into the end zone to get that to 17, 14. Um, you know, let's, let's just keep talking about Taj Brooks because there's not a lot yeah. of positives right now. No. So let, let's mm. talk about the one thing that's been shining in this offense. Yeah. I mean, we've, you know, being there didn't feel like Brooks did a lot on yeah. Saturday. And then you look at the stat sheet and you just said, oh, I still had 98 yards on the ground. <laughs> and I'm sure he had a handful through the air, like a couple swing pass or dump off. So, like, still a 100-yard game. 
Yeah, from... he had uh, 22 receiving, so yeah, over 100 <laughs> yards go. total. Yeah. So, I mean, there's 120 yards right there, and honestly, we just want more. And especially when your freshman comes in, even if the other team doesn't want you to do it and doesn't look like they're going to let you do it, we like you just said, we got to find ways to make Kevin, that happen. Fine. Yeah, there's not an excuse. I mean. Kansas State found ways to get over 200 yards of rushing. Exactly. That's yeah. supposed to be our best attribute on defense. Like, load the box. All right, we're going to get a little creative, run a little this or that, like, rather than just dive up the middle, outside zone, out of shotgun. Like, yep. I feel like that's our only two plays. <laughs> and Jay's like, oh, well, these aren't going to work. So let's throw it 25 yeah. times instead. And so, like, and that's the biggest like beef I saw online was people, you know, mad about that. And that's that's a good argument to have. Yeah. Is why not more Taj? More Taj? Yeah, I I think it's like we've talked about before. You can't have a game where he has under twenty carries. You just like simply can't have no. that. I don't care if like the defense is trying. Like you've got to figure out ways to get him the ball because. Like getting some of those yardage, you know, on that 99 yard touchdown drive we had, the first play of the game, like you hand the ball to him, he gets you four yards, you're on the one yeah. yard line, you get some cushion now. Um, because I was definitely nervous, a true freshman quarterback in the yeah. end zone makes me really nervous. But you give the ball to Taj there, uh, the whole drive changes because he's able to get you some room, get you a little bit more comfortable, um, and, and then like, you're able to work down the field, even if you like you get him you know, spread out or run some screens for yeah. him. Like, just get the ball in his hand some way. Don't just avoid it and make him a blocker just because they're loading the box. Yeah, I think the point you made about, like, Kansas State, how they're, we were we were geared up to stop their run. We know that's what they were going to try to do to yeah. beat us, and we're geared up to try to stop their run. They're still able to get 272 on the ground. Attacking the outside, getting quarterback runs on the outside. Now, I'm not for the quarterback run in our situation, but you can Go quick right pitch now. it out to Taj Brooks, like get him on the outside. You don't have to keep running him up the middle. That's what's frustrating to me is everybody's like, Oh, they loaded the box. They loaded the box. I'm like, okay, then get him the ball on the outside, do a receiver, right. or like a running back screen to him or something. Uh, yeah. Do a little shovel pass thing that Malisha always did. Like that brings the defense in. And cause I, I went back and watched some of those plays and it's like, all right, the defense might've loaded the box, but it was a weak load. Like most of the time, the linebackers were dropping back in pass coverage for the most part, anyway. So I was, you know, and they had a three-man front on most of the, on pretty much every possession. So it felt like there's definitely some stuff you can take advantage of. Taj Brooks is good yeah. enough that you give him the ball; he's going to fall and get three yards for you. Um, but I just didn't understand how we couldn't get him the ball on the outside. Like that's what Kansas nope. State did so well. Is they're like, all right, Texas Tech's strength is their interior defense yeah. so we're not going to run at their interior defense we're going to get it to the outside and, and that's really where they were able to 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 defeat you and and the fact that kitley just couldn't see the other side doing that and be like you know what maybe we should do this um because really the one great play call he had was that option because guess what it got to the outside and the, yeah, had the defense confused and you were able to get good yardage off that so that's very confusing to me. Uh, let's just kind of keep going in on the Kitley stuff. Any, All right. um, the deep passing, um, fourth and three, the deep shot to your receiver who can't receivers can't get open. What do you think about all of a sudden 
just launching it air raider style where you're just taking the ball deep with a freshman quarterback and receivers that can't seem to get open. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> that might be partly on strong because yeah, <laughs> he probably I, just felt better just throwing it deep and hoping his guy goes and gets it rather than having to read or wait for a guy to come open over the middle type stuff. Yeah, I want to hear how many of those plays he checked into. But I also want yeah, to know, know if, if he's checking into those that many deep bombs, why Kitley doesn't be like, bro. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much uh, leash he has on that, like Baron and Chuck did. I doubt it's that much. Yeah, <laughs> it can't be. But you like, can't let your true freshman quarterback be checking into plays. <laughs> so I don't know about the deep bomb stuff. Maybe that's just what he's comfortable with because, like we said, it's his first action. <laughs> and so yeah. he's just going to throw it deep. Uh my other point you kind of slipped in there, the receivers can't get open. Yeah. Golly. We thought we had a handful of guys this year. We don't. I don't know that we have anybody who can get open in one-on-one. <clears throat> that fourth and three, you're throwing it to Bradley. Bradley can't even keep himself in bounds. Yeah. Like, dude. He took himself <laughs> out of the play. Pushed, you can't get pushed out of bounds. And hope to catch a ball. Like, there was a tweet. Get open though. There was a tweet about that play, and it was like you're expecting your uh, preseason All American receiver to get open. I'm like, yeah, that was preseason All American. He's not an All American this year. He he hasn't been able to get open for you. So like, you're seven games in this year. He can't win one on ones. (laughs) So yeah, the the not getting open is very very frustrating. I, I think, and probably why we have a lack of offense and firepower on the passing game this year yeah i i think that the last pick that jake strong threw duran just gives up on the ball like he's like you know he can't get open the 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 defenders right there on him and he he just kind of gives up in the end zone when he still had a couple yards that he could have got maybe maybe made a defensive play on the ball to knock it away um he's been just very disappointing uh, to me, you yep. know, just the inability to get open. And like you said, it, it's not just him. It's, it's the majority of these receivers. Yeah. No, that's, that's all I got to say on those. those guys. But that's, that's why I don't get the deep balls all of a sudden. It's like, you're expecting your guys to win one-on-ones when they haven't all season. The only guy who kind of did was Koi Eakin who will, uh, you know, he's celebrate been, him. He's been he, a little bright light the last the, couple games, at least the first receiver to break a hundred yards for you. Um, he's, he's also way bigger than I thought he was <laughs> way more physical than I thought he'd be he too. Like, like yeah. he's had, had some plays where he makes the catch and, and like, he's hard to bring down. But, um, so I didn't, you know, I didn't mind taking shots at him cause he was able to kind of get well, himself open a few times, but you know, uh, taking deep shots to Jaron Bradley, I think is a, a foolish thing to do now. Uh, this, at this point in the season, he's got to do stuff where he's kind of has to stop like a curl routes and stuff like that. It seems to be the only way he can get open or you just have to have a jump ball in the end zone that he can out jump the, the, the corner. But that, I think that was looking back on it. That's my frustration with some of the deep passes. It's just like, I don't trust these receivers to get open. And, no. and I just didn't understand why, why you don't do that with Barron or Tyler Shuck all year. And then all of a sudden your third string quarterback, it's just like, it was just baffling to me. It was like, oh my gosh, like right. we haven't seen yeah, Kitley do this right. once in his year and a half. And, nope. and, and then all of a sudden, um, but to, you know, I, I, where are you at? Like Kitley status wise here, because like a lot of the discourse is fire him or, or what, where are you at now? Because 
it kind of seems to me like we beat up on the bad teams. Um, right. And, and that was one of the things we were kind of pushing back on uh, after those two games was like, yeah, we were supposed to do it to those yeah. guys, and we did. I said don't get too too high up on beating two of the worst teams in the Big 12. That's the deal Houston and yeah, so Baylor. Also, so, shout out Houston and Donovan Smith for that. Yeah. Hail Mary he had Saturday night. Saturday, that was pretty – or Friday night. Yeah. That was pretty sick. Uh, Thursday, Saturday, whatever game was. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know where to sit with Kitley at this point. I mean, there's no f- explosiveness to this offense. Yeah. Um, I don't Zero. really remember having much explosiveness last year either. So I'll just try to talk on this year mostly. But no explosiveness. Um, you thought you found, you know, your diamond in. Brooks, and then in critical parts, you go away from that or like mm-hmm. just veer off of it, <clears throat> like just because the other team doesn't want you to do it. Now, now we're on true freshman quarterback, third stringer. He's going to get yeah. a lot of a pass. Going to get it. the excuses. Yeah. He didn't get the excuse. Now, last year wasn't an excuse being on our third string quarterback because Barron was pretty legit, Donovan was pretty legit. Yeah. Um, little limited, but legit still. Guys that we Jake thought you Str- could win games with, you know. Jake Strong, not up to that level quite yet, especially being very young. So yeah. I hope that he only has to play BYU. Then we get the bye week and Barron's back for TCU. Or Barron just fine and back for BYU already. But, I mean, the more Jake Strong you get, the more excuse you're going to get for Kitley. Barron's out there, though. You got no excuse. I mean, get guys open. Be more creative. I like that's. I feel like what we're we're leaning towards here is it seems pretty bland and not creative and not explosive. Yeah. And we got guys like Brooks and Dre McCray, and we got explosive guys. Like we've seen Cameron be explosive. Mm-hmm. We've seen Dre McCray. Like Corey Aikens emerging. Like we have. Guys, I think like Miles Price for years has been good. Yeah, Xavier White's but been really good as a receiver too. I just feel like we're regressing and not using our guys how yeah, they need to be used. Yeah, I mean, you watch all sorts of other offenses in the conference, and they're just getting guys open left and right. You know, you you watch that OU Texas game, and OU's just got dudes finding ways to get open. Texas the same. Kansas, Oklahoma State, we're finding guys open like, and you can't get anybody open and, and like what you said there it's like the defense doesn't want you to run so kitley just like doesn't run like you just mm-hmm. give into what the defense is trying to force you away from like that's just some stuff to me that's so alarming i'm like hey if they don't want you to run like you got to figure out a way to get taught a different ball. way to run yeah Fine. don't run it right at them where if they're all going to tackle you for negative yards but yeah find a different way to do it Find a different way, and and it just seems like he bails on things too often. There's too many th- games over the last year and a half where we've had to sit here after a game being like, why, why didn't we give Sir Roderick Thompson the ball more? Why didn't we give Taj Brooks the ball more? Why don't we run the ball? I mean, even Cameron Valdez is out there finding ways to get you yards, um, and, and he's a dynamic playmaker that uh, a running back screen. I could see him getting house calls yeah. on that because of how quick he is and how hard he is to bring down, and you just can't – you just go away from it because they're – that, that's just not an excuse to me. It's not an excuse. Oh, they packed the box, so we're, we're mm-hmm. not going to run the ball. Uh, you got to figure out better ways to do it. And that's just been disappointing to me, and he hasn't done anything 
to really prove that he can call consistently at this level. Um, like you said, we 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 beat up on two worst teams, two of the worst teams in the conference, uh, and, and that gave us maybe some confidence that he could do it. And then immediately, first test, he, he goes back to the, right. to bailing on the run. Um, you know, Taj, who's just a, a tone setter and takes pressure off the quarterback, could have taken pressure off of your uh, yeah. true freshman quarterback. Um, and so for, for me, you know, I'm still like, all right, you, you've got, you've got this year to figure it out. And then you've got to figure, you've got Micah Hudson coming in. You've got to do whatever you can to keep that guy. Yeah, He was at the game Saturday. I just don't know how you watch this offense and be like, yeah, I, I can't wait to play in it. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, yeah. how are you going to get Micah Hudson open? Like I, I just, you know, your receivers, it, it took seven games to get a guy over a hundred yards. Like that's, that's a joke to me. Um, Micah Hudson's not coming here to get three receptions a game, you know, uh, he, you're yep. going to have to get him the ball. And so there's just some things that I'm really worried about when you watch this offense. Um, I think to me, it, I just think back to those 50 burger shirts and it pisses me off. Uh, um, like they should burn those shirts <laughs> uh, and not wear Maybe them. That's what they need to do. A, a, a sacrificial ceremony of burning mm-hmm. the 50 burger shirts because you can't score 50 points and you can't, in most of these games, you're doing good to get over 20 points. Um, and so that's that's been very frustrating. Uh, back to the defensive side of the ball here, their worst game of the season, as we mentioned, 272 okay. yards on the ground, five <clears throat> touchdowns single-handedly. Feels like this Texas Tech defense, no matter who the coordinator is, will find a quarterback and single-handedly vault him into the Heisman conversation after one oh, yeah. performance. Uh, this was that performance, this game. They they ditched Will Howard at the end of the half, went Avery Johnson in the second half, and he just mm-hmm. completely dominated you. What do you think went wrong, and, and why couldn't this defense figure out a way to stop this rushing attack? <laughs> Honestly, I don't have any idea what went wrong. Yeah. Like, Kansas State made it look so easy that I'm like, I don't know, like, I don't know. We can't stop yeah. this. We I think that's like sunshine. the it's the glaring thing about Kitley is like you didn't want them to run the ball and they found a way, you know. That and that like it's the exact opposite on the other sideline, you know that, that you can completely see how outcoached we were and on the offensive side it, of the ball. I think what kills me on it is this is the same Kansas State offense we have seen for 15 year. years yeah, like Colin Klein's the offensive coordinator and he's like yeah these are the same plays that I ran and he found Colin like, he found his clone in Avery Johnson like, like you have the shotgun set with like a fullback in a weird spot like it, he's he's never in a normal spot he's always yeah. like <laughs> in some weird position and they still get whatever yards they want like that's the most frustrating part is like they made it look so easy even on their backup quarterback like that's and that's not the defense we've seen all year so that's like double-edged sword there it's like man i don't i don't know what went wrong and what happened and like of course well part of our problem was tackling yes yeah big part you can't just go for a strip of the football on every ball carrier and runner it's ridiculous you gotta try to make tackles most of those times and then if the opportunity presents itself go for the ball yeah they're getting the wrong way around they're getting like five six extra yards because instead of trying to tackle you're you're just going for the strip and then the guy's like oh i'm still up (laughs) yeah and they just keep moving and we're just playing with their 
with their arms and their hands trying to get the ball, and they just keep trucking down the field on us. Like, that happened so much oh my God. last yeah. week. And, of course, Kansas State's well-coached. They're not going to make mistakes and give you the ball. They never did. There was never even a chance and an opportunity or a glimmer of that. There, there was one. Week. There was one play where he could have had a pick and it hit Rashad right in the stomach and he dropped it. There was that one so chance. High. Yeah, that's all they're going to give you. If you don't take your your one that they might give you, you're not getting another one. Yeah, and like so, tackling's got to be better. That's now that I think back. That's a big glaring issue from what I remember and saw. Yeah, there there is multiple times, multiple times on 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 some close where you could have got them that third and six, and instead you try to strip it, and they end up getting four yards, and it's third and two instead of uh like what it might have been a, a tougher third down to for them to convert on, you know, um, and that happened multiple times throughout the game. Then you know, for some reason, our defense sucks at like second and long and third and longs, like. Yeah. It's something that happened in the Baylor game a few times where it was like second and 18 and then they run that screen and they get that a makes first sense. down. Like for some reason we're much better at a third and one than we are at a third and 11 or 12. Um, some of those things were frustrating. Yeah. The tackling was, was bad. Uh, and I, I just don't get how we still can't have a defensive coordinator figure out how to stop a rushing quarterback. It, it's just, it's uh, just whoever you are, you just don't know how to do it. And you know, nope. um, yeah, and, and so it was just super frustrating because you know you had you had times, and then all of a sudden Avery Johnson thirty yards untouched, and those yep. are things that you can't have as a defensive unit, and as a defensive unit that we were very confident in, and especially the rushing game, and so to have that kind of kick you in the ass uh, has definitely got me a little worried moving on, uh, especially because there are more running quarterbacks that you're going to have oh, to yeah. face uh, <clears throat> Kansas, and so. Um. Yeah, a, an alarming performance. I I still have trust yeah. in this defense. I think they're going to get it right. Me too. But it's one of those things that you gotta kind of have to pay attention to. Um, some stats from the game. I think we already discussed discussed Strong and Taj. But once again, Taj ninety eight rushing yards, twenty two receiving. So uh, didn't get a hundred yards rushing, but over a hundred yards uh, of total offense again for Taj Brooks, your best player. Koi Aiken, the first 100-yard receiver on the season, 102 yards. He had the nice deep ball there in the third, um, fourth quarter. I can't remember exactly what time of the game it was, but uh, he, he came up big for you several times. Uh, Bradley was 5 for 46 with one touchdown. Um, our prediction review, Dustin had Texas Tech winning 27-21. I had us winning 30-21, to so we're both wrong on that prediction. Uh, however, we got, you know, the 21 part of the, the losing team, right? Uh, yep. <laughs> we just didn't expect that to be us. Offensively, for I think the third time this year, we doubled down on a pick and it came right. We both expected us to have our first 100-yard receiver of the year. We did with Koi Aiken reaching that threshold. So we yeah. get that prediction right. Defensively, we both had us going with turnovers. Dustin had two picks. I had just two turnovers. We couldn't get one. So nope. uh, zero turnovers there. Uh, of course, injuries, Barron got hurt, you know, and we're just super dinged up. You have a lot of injuries um, that you're having to deal yeah. with. CJ Baskerville didn't play. Mason Tharp still second straight game where he, he did didn't not play. play. Um, Barron leaves the game. Um, I think you had Cole Spencer, one of your uh, guards or tackles injured. Um, of course, Jacob yeah. Rodriguez is still out. Uh, you just have, you're dealing with a lot of injuries this year. Um, and, and so that's kind of, something that you're 
having to having to deal with at this point of season. Any right. any other Kent State wrap ups that you want to get to here before we move on to BYU? God, no, I want to want to get out of this game. <laughs> yeah, put this one behind us. Uh, it was not a fun night Saturday night at the Jones. Blackouts continue to for some reason just kind of curse us. So maybe we just got to get a veer away from the blackout. Um, yeah, I stayed off Twitter Saturday night and waited for till honestly until sunday night to yeah honestly. get on and see see what people were saying and yeah smart thing to do a, yeah it's always a very, smart thing to do after a loss you got you got people calling fans dumb you got people you know if you don't play football you don't know what you're talking about it's always fun after a loss you know so i, uh, I stayed away from that yeah yeah that's the best thing to do i kind of got into the weeds i didn't tweet at anybody but uh, kind of read a little bit, but yeah, let's move on uh, to Texas Tech and our first time conference foe, BYU. Texas Tech is set to face BYU in Provo this weekend on Saturday. BYU comes into this game four and two on the season, one and two in conference play, coming off of a uh, pretty bad loss to the CCU Horn Frogs in Fort Worth last weekend. Uh, Red Raiders coming off a pretty brutal loss of their own. Dustin, how are you feeling about? Uh, the first matchup with the BYU Cougars as a Big 12 conference foe. Yeah, BYU, they don't scare me really as a team. Um, but neither do we. Yeah. <laughs> so, going to this, I mean, honestly, I think it's going to be closer than people expect. Apparently, playing a night game in Provo is going to be very tough. Uh, I guess they're all hyped up on Diet Cokes at that point. So... Tough place to play. We just we need to get through this game the best we can and get out of there and get to our bye week and try to get healthier. Yeah. Um, that's what I've been waiting on. And we talked about it earlier in the year. Like bye week's kind of late. I wish it was a little earlier. And this is why. Um, so, but yeah, BYU. I don't know. I don't have their stuff in front of me, but they have a winning record right now, but haven't really played anybody. Is that about right? Yeah, they've, you know, they beat Arkansas so uh, in Arkansas, so that's yeah. pretty much their big win on the season. But other than that, they, you know, lost at Kansas. Their only win in conference play is against Cincinnati, who's not Oof. good. Um, <laughs> and then they got drubbed by TCU, forty-four to eleven. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, I, I, you know, I think this is a very winnable game. Um, and you got Keaton Slovis at the quarterback position, who's on his yep. what, fifth, sixth, seventh. Stop. I think he's on his clear. fifth team or fifth <laughs> fifth year, third team, played at USC and Pitt for a few years, and then that transfer Aiden Robinson at running back. Then from our preseason notes on the receivers, I wrote capable but thin. Sounds about like us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Looking at their their team, like their offensive stuff doesn't really wow you you know they're they're not a great rushing team they're uh, so that plays into your advantage i don't think they're a super great passing team either uh defensively their numbers don't really uh scare yeah, they you were either, bad on so. defense last year so they're running a whole new defensive staff and defense coordinator for this year so i mean for me the the only thing that's really exciting about this game is that it's a new new conference foe new, um, new team. A, a new location that you're playing in so it'll be kind of fun to see us on that field for the first time at that stadium for mm -hmm. the first time um but yeah emotionally i feel drained mm -hmm. by this season um yes and so it's like every weekend right now it's kind of hard for me to get up for these games just because 
uh, of how disappointing uh, this yep. year has been, especially compared to the expectations. So, um, you know, but but here's a, another opportunity to kind of maybe beat up on one of the bad teams in the conference, bad which is newcomer. Yep. one of the things you've been able to do. Uh, I don't feel as scared because now a newcomer has beat a, a, a team who was part of the Big 12 prior, uh, thanks to Houston. <laughs> Um, and that was making me a little nervous. I didn't want to be the first like oh, orig- yeah. Big 12 member to lose to a, a newcomer. Um, and so that pressure is kind of taken off. <laughs> Good point. Um, yep. Yep. <laughs> but I guess like if you want to be technical about it, uh, an OG member of the Big 12 still hasn't lost. So, you know, right. West Virginia was a, an addition back in the early 2010s. Um, so still one of the original eight hasn't lost yet, but, um, don't want to be that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it'll be a game that I think we're tuning in. We have a Halloween party that night, so I don't know how, how focused we'll be on this game. Um, uh, but we don't know the status of Baron going into this game. Uh, I I think like there's been some optimism from Joey that, that Baron could play. Um, but if Baron is unable to go, it'll be Jake strong. So as we we talked about a lot of the frustrations with the offense how do you feel about the quarterback situation this monday uh heading into what what could be a pretty lively crowd in, in BYU I, what's probably going to be a yeah, pretty lively crowd i i don't feel great about it because with our history yeah jake strong goes down who <laughs> who's brady boyd we're in the we're in the, we're in the 49ers conference championship situation where we're playing wildcat wildcat offense and i've heard like brady yeah, boyd brady is boyd our, our emergency brady boyd and coy aiken are running like wildcat quarterback oh, <laughs> maybe it might be better <laughs> it might work out for you <laughs> then we have to run the ball give the ball to taj 40 times <laughs> i would say i hope baron's better and good enough to play um honestly if not i kind of think Jake can handle this one. Yeah. They're not, they're no Kansas State here. That's Kansas State's going to be one of the most disciplined physical teams you play the rest of the year. BYU is definitely not even close to that. Yeah. On that level. So, like, doesn't scare me as much as when Jake had to come in. Plus, if he gets a week of preparation, or now maybe he prepares differently and yeah. harder, knowing he. Might, might have to play. Go. Yeah. <laughs> so doesn't scare me as much as when he had to come in for that. Um, but yeah, the backup situation is what scares me the most. Yeah. Um, same. I mean, the quarterback luck, it's something we didn't talk about earlier. Just the quarterback luck that <laughs> you've had, like three quarterbacks now for all, I think six straight seasons, you've had to play three quarterbacks because of injury. That's just fucking it's stupid. Man. Cyclone Larry on Twitter yesterday. It popped up and Saturday night he tweeted, when's the last time Tech didn't play three quarterbacks in the season? Immediately <laughs> was like, it's up, been Larry. 84 years, that gift. Shut um, up, Larry. We know. God, it's just brutal, man. It's just brutal. But, I, I mean, I, I hope for Barron, but, you know, you saw moments out of Jake Strong. I think if Kitley can simplify the offense for him, um and, and try to do some stuff over intermediate passes you know not not air the ball out every single time i i think like you can be good um i, I don't know why again he veered away from the offense he's ran his entire 
Texas Tech tenure yeah, I don't all know. of a sudden in that game. I think if he can do that, Jake looked capable. Um, I think like he'll there will probably be a couple turnovers. He's going to make some of those freshman yeah. mistakes on the road. Um, it's how you kind of can your defense, you know, hold it together for your offense and, and let him bounce back. Can you ride Taj Brooks? Like you're going to have to, no matter what, even if Baron, like you're, you're going to have to use Taj a lot here. He shouldn't have under this, 20 carries. This needs, <clears throat> needs to be another Taj and Cameron have 30 carry carries yeah. from the backfield game. There should be no excuse of, of under 30 carries total from your running backs there. Like, you've got to ride them in this game, especially if it's Jake strong, uh, set him up for success. And one of the best mm -hmm. ways to do that is feed Taj. Even if Baron's going out there, he's probably going to be a little bit limited. Um, so you still got to feed Taj, feed Cameron Valdez, let the running game set up the, the passing game. Um, and, and that's how you got to do it. That's what, that's the process. Um, yes. And that's going to be half what you have to do on offense to get the win on Saturday defensively uh, coming off your worst performance of the season. Some numbers, uh, just kind of the leaders for BYU Keaton Slovis, as we mentioned in his fifth year, third stop uh, thrown for 1,392 yards, 10 touchdowns, four interceptions. They're leading rusher on the season right now. LJ Martin, 345 rushing yard, uh, yards and four touchdowns. And their re leading receiver, Chase Roberts, 27 receptions, 421 yards, and three touchdowns. So um, numbers that don't scare you offensively yeah. here, Dustin, a team that doesn't run the ball very well, a team that doesn't pass the ball very well. How do you feel about our uh, matchup for this <clears throat> defense? Yeah, their best player is one of their offensive linemen. Yeah. <laughs> Probably a first-round pick. Um which that didn't go well for us last week when we thought Kansas yeah. State's best player was their offensive lineman. Yep. So, uh, yeah, none of their guys scare me. But I said that last week too. But maybe that kind of like how our defense has played this year, that kind of game probably ruffles some feathers yeah. in that side of the locker room and coaching staff. And they don't take that lightly um, from what we've seen. So I expect them to really bounce back and yeah. I kind of, and I'm sure they're going to look at the film and be like, quit going for the ball, go for tackles and hit. And we might see some hard ass hits this Saturday against BYU. And that's what I hope for. Like go for the hits, then try yeah. a strip. Don't just try to strip the ball out every time. Like, yeah. So that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, the tackling needs to get cleaned up. I expect, tackling. like you, I, I expect uh, this to not be a very fun weekend week for the defense. Um, no. Uh, watching that film and, and going through all of that is going to be uh, not very fun. And no. so I expect them to have a good bounce-back performance. Like we mentioned several times, this isn't an offense that scares you. Slovis is a not a quarterback that scares you. They don't have a rushing attack that scares you, I think, where their numbers that I was looking at. Um I had their numbers here a little bit ago, but um, oops, sorry. ESPN all of a sudden doesn't want to work for me. Uh, they nice. are averaging 67 yards rushing a game. So Damn. that, that screams success for you. They're averaging yep. 238 passing. Uh, it's going to be kind of one of those, those defensive games where you might have to bend, don't break on some drives there. I mm -hmm. think like they're, they're going to be able to pass on you a few times, but uh, can you get stops when it matters? Uh, can you force some turnovers? Can you get some interceptions? One of the things that 
like you just haven't really been consistent at, um, you know, are you able to, to, to cause some havoc on the defensive side of the ball? Is your defensive line able to get some pressure on the quarterback? Some of those things that you've been able to do against the bad teams. Can we not let Keaton Slovis run? Yeah. Yeah. Monitor the quarterback. I don't know if Slovis is a much of a dual threat kind of guy. Um, all right, against us, I don't think it matters if you are. Yeah, you it really doesn't leg. matter. I think if you just have legs, then then you can <laughs> find a way. Um, yeah, he's not much of a runner, um, so I, I, you know that that is a good thing. But you've still got to keep uh, that rush integrity and not let yes. him uh, escape the pocket and get those crucial like third and five. Uh, yard gains to where he gets six and, and gets that first down. So uh, I do expect a big bounce back performance from the defense this weekend uh, and get you feeling good about that side of the ball. Again, let's go ahead and move over to our game predictions. It's uh, Monday morning. We are mm-hmm. quite a ways away from this game. Uh, we don't know the status of our quarterbacks yet, but no. at this point in time, Texas tech is a three and a half point favorite Dustin uh how do you feel about that which way which way are you leaning at this uh, at this time three and a half didn't it open at six and a half i I, i've seen like so many numbers i've seen opening at one and a half i've seen opening at four and a half and i've seen three and a half uh espn right now has it at three and a half okay that sounds way better than the six and a half i saw from twitter yesterday yeah sounds like golly i wouldn't give us a touchdown favorite on the road with a quarterback situation like we have but still gonna be the optimist here and take a win yeah and i still think we can cover what do you say three and a half still think we can cover that i mean i think i have us picking a number still hard to like with the quarterback situation yeah i would i still want to tend to go like 31 21 yeah, I have 31-27 if Barron starts. That's kind of what I'm thinking. If Jake starts, I think I it's going to be a much lower scoring. I think it's going to be. I don't think we allow more than three touchdowns. Yeah, I've got three touchdowns, two field goals for BYU. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't... I'm, I'm, I'm just, like, not feeling good about this team. So I, I don't want to be too confident in my picks anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I get you. Um. And then the road scares me. I mean, this is one of the bigger stadiums in the Big 12, so it's and you're not a great road team. Um, I think I'm just really not sure what with Jake Strong, like what you're going to do. Yeah. Um, I feel like if Jake Strong is quarterback, I, I think you're going to be able to put up some points. I think you're going to be able to run the ball on this team. I'm just worried that he gives you gives them a couple turnovers where sure. they're able to right. maybe cash it in a pick six or they're yeah. just have good field position and they can get field goals off those. So I think that's what kind of yeah. worries me, but I still, I think we cover, but, um, but yeah, it's hard to, hard to do. Um, we, we, you know, we're, we're going into this all kind of cautiously cause we still don't know who's going to be on offense, but nope. I'm just going to go with a basic offense prediction uh, here on this Monday morning and just say Taj has over a hundred yards and over 20 carries. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'll, I guess I kind of said it earlier. I want 30 carries from that running back room. Yeah. Cameron, Cameron Toss combined for 30 carries. Uh, absolutely need it. If there's under 30 carries and you lose this game, um, leave Kit Lee in Provo. Um, defen- they'll probably take them. Yeah, they, they might. They might. <laughs> um, defensively, any thoughts that you're kind of leading on that side of the ball right now? 
Yeah, I kind of think we get back to sacking the quarterback. Steve Linton shows up again. Um, I think we get about four sacks at least from this D-line. Okay. I'm going to ride the hot hand of Ben Roberts and just say he leads the team in tackling again and has a double-digit tackle Hell game. yeah. I'm going to say he That's has 10-plus tackles. Should uh, hit. He's been um, pretty reliable on that end for you on the defensive side of the ball. Encouraging to see a young guy um, yep. just kind of uh, learning and getting better and improving each week. And so he's been fun to watch. One of the bright bright parts of this kind of dark season. Uh, any other Texas Tech football tidbits you want to get to? No. Nah, I mean, I'm not pumped up for Saturday, but obviously we'll be, we'll be watching – and cheering like always. And we'll be watching and cheering. The last little bit of football news, the Lady Raider soccer team finished the season undefeated uh, at home. Oh, yeah. Um, finished the Big 12 conference season undefeated. Um, I think I don't think they have a single loss on the season. Um, I think they just have some ties. Hell yeah. Um, but Let's a top, top 10 team in the country. I don't know if they won the Big 12 yet. I think we're waiting on like one more match to, to solidify that. So, um, obviously, we'll... Nice job, ladies. Uh, but fun to have undefeated season. They're the football team that's having success. And yeah. so uh, fun to shout out that team uh, and what they're doing and the postseason on the horizon for them. Dustin, before so, we get out of here for this week, out of here this Monday morning and into our work weeks, what's your final shot for us? Back to the Rangers updates. Rangers are still smoking hot in the playoffs. ALCS started Sunday night. In Houston, so big in-season or in-state rivalry there. Lots of Twitter beef as well. Yeah. And fighting Josh Young, Texas Rangers, 1-2-0. They're up 1-0 uh, come, coming out of Sunday. Josh had another good game. You know, got on base a couple times, good third base. And a shutout from the pitching staff. Yeah, again. hell yeah. The uh, – did you watch any of it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I caught parts of it. Um, you know, the, uh, uh, I saw the home the almost home run double play. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, I, I love it when Altuve messes up yes. and causes problems. That was great. Evan Carter's been <laughs> fantastic. Like he's only twenty one. He's only twenty one. That's been a revelation for the Rangers so far. If they go on to win it, I, I feel like he's kind of the twenty one second yeah. round pick during twenty twenty. That's why he wasn't like on very many boards and like, yeah, he's awesome. Made a great catch that should have been a home run if it was ten feet to the left. Yeah, it, <laughs> there was Altuve gets his feet crossed up, doesn't touch second. When I was Altuve. watching, there was like two immediate ball don't lie plays. There was like Josh Young got rung up on strikes yes. in one inning, and and it was completely ball four. It wasn't even close, and they called him out on strikes, and then immediately Tavares hits the home run. Yeah. Um, and then that particular double play you're talking about, Altuve, uh, got on base with, with what should have been strike three. And so, and then he immediately gets the, the double play on him. And so a couple awesome ball yeah. don't lie moments. Yeah. The, I mean, the, I thought the ump did pretty well all night. The low strike zone, Verlander yeah. was getting that call all night. And of course our guys weren't, but like, that's. Borderline stuff like that, Verlander's going to get the call, and yeah. your kind of no-name type guys are not. Like That's just kind of how Verlander's going to be you know? 70 years old <laughs> pitching in the playoffs and still getting those uh, yeah, That's just how sports kind of works. Your superstars that have been there before gets, gets a little extra calls, yeah. and your regular guys don't. Um, 
didn't didn't hurt us any. But yeah, Rangers are hot. And then you you said you might end up going to a game this week. Yeah, I, I've, while we're recording this morning is I've got to fly out to Dallas for work this week. So I'll be in Dallas Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, and fly back Thursday. So I'm going to see if I can find some tickets. Obviously, if the Rangers win today, uh, those ticket prices are going to be pretty Ooh, expensive. I think yeah. even if they lose today, it's still going to be pricey. So we might just go to Texas Live, hang out, and see, like, check the game That'll time app, fun, see if some yeah. tickets, like, at the last minute come available for not a ridiculous price. So, um right. So good to try. If not, I'll, I'll at least be at Texas Live. So um, pretty cool. Have fun with that. Pretty cool uh, just to watch the Rangers and, and I mean, how calm, collected uh, they've been this postseason. 6-0, yes. never lost the playoff game with Josh Young on the roster. So. Nope. Josh Young is 6-0. and <laughs> so That's really fun. I'm going to take my final shot to tell a story here. And I don't know how many Texas Tech people like important listen to this podcast. I hope if one – person of importance listens to this podcast they listen to this part and take this very seriously because i met the worst fan i've ever met in my entire life at the texas tech game on saturday night and she happens to be a girlfriend of a coach on our team that is kenny perry uh and while i don't like shouting out names or whatever this lady uh is fucking terrible she's awful She's first off, she's not in her seat the majority of the game. I can only assume she's just getting trashed in the box because she comes back. She's drunk off her ass and she can't sit down. She's walking around. She's pacing back and forth, happens to be sitting right in front of me and my dad. My dad has to move back a couple of rows because he's like, I'm not going to deal with this. She's dropping F-bombs, cussing. There's families around. There's kids around. There's older people around. And then at the point of the game where it's become clear that we are going to lose, people start leaving. Yeah. And she yeah. starts cussing out everybody who's leaving, getting in people's faces, being like, you better be going to the fucking bathroom. Where the fuck are you going, fuckers? Wow. Like, I'm sorry about my language, but this is what she's doing to everybody, getting in their face, um, cussing people out. And first off, like where my dad sits, it's uh, it's like, a, like I said, a bunch of families and older people. My dad usually sits around older people. They were not at the game and I can only assume that they are not at the game because they don't want to have to deal with her because my dad says this is every single game. Um, and then tough, yeah. yeah, it got to the point where, alright, they go up 38-21 and my dad's like, alright, let's leave. And I'm like, I'm kind of scared to leave. <laughs> like, she's going to yell at us. <laughs> and sure enough, we walk down and I hear what are these motherfuckers doing? Fuck oh, you. Golly. And that got, gets my dad to turn around, say some words, share some words of uh, wisdom to her, which is basically, hey, we pay pretty damn good money for these tickets. We can do whatever the fuck we want to do. And you don't get to tell us. And he's like, I've been a oh. fan. I've been coming to games for 38 years. You don't get to tell me. You've been here for two years, bitch. Like, I'm sorry, but you've been here for two years. And when Kenny Perry and this coaching staff is gone, I don't know when that's going to be. Who knows where, you know, these coaches are moving all the time. Um, not saying that they're going to get fired or anything, but we were here before you. We we're here during you. We're going to be here after you. You don't get to tell yep. Texas Tech fans um, whether to leave or stay. You don't get to be that kind of person. Um, you're not a Texas Tech fan. You are here by association. You are not one of us. Um, and you don't get to do that. You don't have that right to do that. It was It's bullshit. My dad is one of the biggest Tech fans you will ever fucking meet. He yeah. was in Wyoming. He's bought tickets to all sorts of road games. The amount of miles we've traveled for Texas Tech fans, you do not yep. get to say that to that person. You do not get to say that to me. You do not get to say that to anybody in that section who has been coming to these games through freaking Tommy Tuberville, through Matt Wells, through Cliff Kingsbury. Um, <laughs> you're here now. Um, and so it, it was really ridiculous. Kenny Perry, get your girl. 
get her to figure out how to be yeah. respectful at football games. If somebody of importance listens to this and hears this, relay that word because she's running away true tech fans. She's running away people mm. that that want to go and enjoy a game and not have to deal with somebody getting in their face, cussing, and ruining the experience for them. So it's a bad look. It's a bad look for Kenny Perry. It's a bad look for this coaching staff that they hang out with people that can be like that and they let that happen in your uh, in your stadium. So it uh, pissed me off, um, especially because mm-hmm. she cussed me and my dad out. That's not going to fly. And so, uh, so Kenny Perry, I've been a supporter of you, um, but your girlfriend is the worst fan ever. Uh, and so I had to go on a little rant there. It was awful. Uh, ruined the game for me on Saturday. It was already a pretty bad game. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it, it, uh, it was, uh, definitely a, an experience. I, I should have got it on video. Um, but I was, she was scary. She's, she's fucking terrifying. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, my, I don't think my dad will be back at the games this season. Cause he doesn't want to have to deal with that. I might bring you with me if we go to the TCU game. So you can see this, so you can <laughs> this over there. a little bit, yeah, just, just for like a quarter, just to see, um, just to get the, that, that experience. But, uh, anyways, Sorry for that rant. I uh, wanted to say something again. I don't know who listens to this podcast. If somebody in the know at Tech Tech hears this, uh, um, you got to do something about it. It's pretty bad. But that'll do it <laughs> for us this week. Um, that's uh, a rough week, a rough loss. Podcasts after victories are always so much more fun. Hopefully we get to do that next week uh, as the Red Raiders take on BYU this weekend. Um, make sure you are following the tailgate to catch everything we're doing here. Follow us on Apple, follow us on Spotify. Give us those five stars, five stars for the tailgate, please. Also follow us on social media. We are on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks where we do most of our posting, but we are on Instagram, Facebook, and we do who do have a YouTube channel that you can follow, uh, for game recaps and, uh, prediction videos. There won't be videos this week as I will be out of town, uh, but still give that YouTube channel a subscription thank you for hanging out with us this week uh enjoy your weekends enjoy the tech game enjoy your halloween parties or whatever you guys are doing as always we will catch y'all at the next tailgate